listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borg. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Monday, 6th day of December, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Of course, there are other ways to join the show. If you're away from your office, away from your desktop, you can point any internet-connected browser to cfrn.net slash live. There you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show. As it unfolds, you just won't have access to the question box. And, of course, we do stream live each day on our YouTube channel, which is easy to remember. It's youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live each day on our YouTube channel, but we archive each and every daily show. Currently, there are over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you happen to be listening to this after the fact, perhaps on your favorite podcast player, perhaps Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever fine pods are cast, if you want the full video experience, you want to be able to see the charts that we're talking about, hit pause on your podcast player, okay? And then point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN, and there you'll have the full video experience. And those of you that own an Alexa device, you know that the only thing you have to say is, hey, her name, right? And then play E-Mini Daily Report, and you'll get the most recent edition that has been uploaded. So with all that out of the way, let's open with a word of prayer. I want to share a scripture with you before we pray. 2 Corinthians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies 
and God of all comfort. As I say these words in the scripture and make them into my own personal prayer of praise, I feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit strengthening my heart. Now, if you're like me and every other human on this planet, I know that you've lived through those one thing after another seasons. When you felt your faith breaking down, maybe you've lost some of your health, your job, or a loved one. All of these things can bring on deep discouragement where you don't know what to do next, much less how to even make it through the day. If you're in a discouraging season or even a discouraging day, or have lost your way and can't make sense of life, maybe your first step is to simply turn your heart to the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort. His word brings encouragement and his Holy Spirit works as a healing balm in our hearts. Maybe you don't know how to pray for your specific situation, or you're not even sure you have enough faith to believe God will answer you. But trust me, he knows your innermost thoughts and he loves you anyway. So what if you take a few minutes to sit before God, read a favorite Bible verse and invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into your heart, even though you're discouraged. Sing a simple song of praise or just sit quietly and let God's Spirit touch you. Be mindful. Let him comfort you as only he can. I encourage you to open the doors of your heart today and invite God to come in. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings, for your mercies, for your grace. You are the mercy, the Father of mercies, of comfort and strength. I pray, God, that you strengthen my heart today. You know my affliction and the affliction of every person that's listening to this broadcast. Thank you for the peace that comes from knowing you are intimately acquainted with my deepest struggles and doubts. Thank you for your healing presence. You are the God of all comfort. Help me keep my heart open to your Holy Spirit today. Bring your peace and love into my life. Remind me of the joy of my salvation and give me the strength to keep trusting you. Even in my difficult circumstances, you are in control and you are working for my good. I pray, God, that you would comfort us all today. And Lord, thank you for the comfort I find in the knowledge that you know all my troubles. Make me aware of the affliction and trouble of those around me that I might serve to bring encouragement to them today, thinking more about them than about myself. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, happy Monday. I hope it is a happy Monday for you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets or the indices that we'll start with. And we'll start here in the U.S. where the Dow is currently up 610 points. That's over one and three quarter percent. The NASDAQ is up 19. 
The S&P 500 is up 40, which is almost 1%. And the Russell 2000 is up 27 points. That's a little over one and a quarter percent. In the commodity basket, crude oil up $1.98, trading 68.24 last. That's a gain of almost 3%. Gold up $1.60, trading 17.85.40 last. Silver down 16 cents, trading 22.28 last. And in the Asian markets, at the close, the Nikkei was down 102 points, the Shanghai fell 18, the Hang Seng fell 417. Now that's a little over one and three quarter percent. In the European markets, at the close, it's a, a story of a different color. The FTSE finished the session up 109 points. That's a gain of one and a half percent. The DAX rose 210 points. That's over one and a quarter percent. And the CAC rose 100 points, which is almost one and a half percent. Now that gives us a red day in Asia, a green day in the UK, and it's a big green radio Monday here in the US of A. With that, we'll go to Michael and get a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll be back. We'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts, the concierge trade alerts, and at any point during this broadcast, if you have a question, simply type it into the question box and we'll be happy to answer it for you. So Michael, if you're ready, you can take it away. And if you're not ready, and I will address the recap that Valerie was kind enough to just send over to me. Let me just format it to my screen and I'll share it with you. We are in week 175 of Logic 247. And we've had, well, hang on, let me just fix it and show it to you. It's easier to show it to you than just tell you about it. Okay, let's see if that worked. Hey, good stuff. All right, so far this week, Logic 247. Now, Logic 247 is our 24-7, round-the-clock, e-mini alert service. It opens Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. The channel opens for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's when the global markets open, okay? And it remains open. The alert channel remains open around the clock, 24-7, until 5 p.m. Eastern on Friday when the global markets close. Now, we have traders around the world, and so our day session is their night session. But the global futures markets, unlike Wall Street, which when people think about trading, they think about New York, Wall Street, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. But as futures traders, we go to work every night at 6 p.m. Eastern. 
last night, Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, that began the Monday session. And it will be the Monday session until 5 p.m. Eastern today. At 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, that will begin the Tuesday session. So far, since the markets opened last night, we've issued a total of 17 alerts. One never triggered. We're still waiting on the outcome of two. We've had a total of 14 actionable alerts of which nothing or 0% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, based on market structure and the very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, Michael, if you're ready, we're ready for you. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and share the concierge trade alerts. The format for the concierge alerts is different than Logic 247. The concierge alerts, those come out as a static report shortly after the Globex open each evening. You can see last night they came out at 6.25 p.m. Eastern. It's two numbers for each market. The way I handle it, and you'll see it when we go to the charts, I draw a line in the sand at 45.72, draw a line in the sand at 45.30. It's important that you make note of the current price of the market you trade at the time this report is posted, because this is forward guidance for the entire session. And once an alert triggers, there is a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. So once the report's posted, if price, in the case of the S&P, starts trending up towards 45.72, that is bullish. So our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. That's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to be long the market. If, on the other hand, price starts trending down towards 45.30, our strategy will be looking for opportunities to be short the market and again, that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to find opportunities to be short the market. The CTAs cover all the same markets as the Logic 247 alerts. The Logic alerts are based on current price action. The CTAs are based on historic price action, but we cover all the same markets. Michael, are you ready? Okay, Michael's running a little late. Valerie, did Michael mention to you that he would be running late? All right. So what we'll do is we'll look at the... Oh, it sounds like that might be Michael. I am here. I am. He is here. Okay. I am here. Well, let me get my daily chart ready, guys. And then as soon as Michael gives us a recap of everything that happened in the live training room... We'll be back to talk about this. Michael, it's all yours. All right, here we go. Sorry, it took a little longer than I thought it was going to. Um, okay. Okay. I can see your screens. It's all yours. All right, great. Here we go. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Today is Monday, the 6th day of December, 2021. All right, so... If you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to, then go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading channel so we can tell the one-on-one training just for you. 
hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the confirmation link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So you gotta make sure you click on that confirmation link. All right, all right, recaps. Now, if you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you gotta read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the sixth day of December, 2021. We made 52 ticks in crude, we lost one in gold, and we made 66 on the ES. That put us at plus $1,335 a contract this morning. And today it took one minute and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 30 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $4,320. That's over four trading days, averaging $1,080 per contract per two-hour trading day. We're not going to be able to maintain that for the whole month. But I said that the other day when it was like 600 So we'll see. Um, anyway, on the year now, we've got our goal for the day on 230 out of 233 possible days. And that puts us at $136,395 a contract. That's over 233 days, averaging $585 per contract per two-hour trading day. Okay, so if you were to quit trading when you got your goal for the day and add one contract per month, and you did everything exactly like I did, um, on the year you would have worked a total of 61 and a half hours so far, and you would have averaged $2,870 per contract. I'm sorry, not per contract, $2,870 per hour. $2,870 per hour. Um, all right, so let's go back um, here. Now we'll jump into everything. I had a lot of trades today, but I'll start with gold, okay? Because gold was, well, it gave us the least amount of trades and the most complication. Um, the first opportunity in gold, we didn't take this right here. Um, we could have taken it from right here. I suppose it wasn't a bounce off the BBC because the cycle changed color. But at the time we were in uh, crude and ES, I was really watching at the time, particularly the ES at the time. Um, but it was a nice trade right there on gold and it was followed up with another one right here on gold. Turned around, stopped us out to the tick, went up, gave another long trade right here, went up. And you can see it's getting pretty much to the target levels that we've been pointing out. And so we stopped out, so we're at minus eight. We missed that. We got a couple of ticks there, so we're at minus six. We missed that. Um, we grabbed on this one, 13 ticks to put us at uh, plus seven. Then we missed that, and then we stopped out again right here to the tick again. And that put us at minus one. And that's where we ended the morning session. Now, during the break, there was a nice trade right here in gold, um, right there. This was the number I thought gold was gonna get up to that I gave at the end of the session and it got right up there, went right through it. Um, if you look at the 30 minute on gold, what was that telling you? Not all that much. Um, the level that it should have been trying to get up to is right here. So it did get up to that level. All right, the next level that it should try to get up to is 88. All right, now I, yeah, with gold, I can't really see all that much in the DOM, but that's what it's suggesting at the time. Right now, it's not suggesting you do anything. Possibly a short coming up, but nothing, nothing real um, indicative here. Okay, so now we'll look at crude oil. Now, crude, crude was good and bad. I'll get into it here in just a second. I'm scrolling all the way back to the beginning. Okay, 
So right here was our first trade on crude. We picked up 10 ticks on a very first trade. Okay, then we picked up, we missed this right here, which would have been a short off the BBC. Um, it was followed up by a trend line trade, which would have been right here to capture that. And I missed all of that. I was writing stuff down when all that happened. Um, I might've been taking a trade on the ES too. But right here, um, there's another short. We picked up seven more ticks there, I think, to put us at plus 17. Then I missed some more stuff over here as it was moving up. Um, it looks like, yeah, there might've been one right here that I would've gotten stuffed out on if I'd have taken it. Turned around, it gave one right here that I missed. And then we had a break even trade in here. And then we went from 17 to 22. So I picked up five ticks there. I missed something there. I had a break even. And I went, I had, that was a break even actually right there. I knew I was having trouble drawing it this morning, but that was a break even. Then I stopped out, went back down to 14 ticks. Then I had another break even, a plus four that put me at plus 18. Another stop out that put me at 10. And then I didn't do anything with this for a little while here. And right in here, let's see, was there anything to be done in there? It looked like it was just not really anything good all through that, that period right there. Then right here, um, there was a shorting opportunity, then a break even. And right in here, we went from, we were at 10 and we picked up 10 to get to 20. And then we picked up 16 to get to 36. And then we picked up, um, 10 to 20, then 20 to 36, then 36 to 52. So another 16 to get to 32. I mean to 52. Then we had a break even right in there. And I guess that's where we ended on crude at plus 52. Okay, we had the break even right there and then we get into the break. And let's see, during the break, I thought it would get down to here and then up to here. So it got down to here and then some, but it didn't really give any good trade setups. Maybe. I took a break even here. There was one more right here that you could have taken. And one right here, you could have gone long. Actually, no, that wasn't valid because you had an unbroken dynamic resistance. Um, one right here, you could have gone short. And it didn't give a lot during the break. One more right here, you could have gone long. Not a lot during the break. Okay. Now the ES, now we were, last night, Dwayne and I were going back and forth about the ES and when it was going sideways right in here, it was really right at the beginning, right in here. And I was saying to Dwayne that if it's gonna go down, I think it should go down now. Well, when I said now, I meant from here, from this point. And he agreed and he thought, you know, once it, if it goes down and it breaks through the BBC, it'll probably use the BBC as resistance on the way back up. And we agreed to that last night, somewhere around here seven o'clock last night, something like that. Um, and well, it ran all day and then it gave a surprise right here at the European open with a pop-up right here. Now this right here was actually a surprise when I saw this one, that was actually a surprise. But we're saying it's probably gonna be a head fake up, which it did, and then tank, which it did, and then pull back to the BBC and that should act as resistance, which it did. And Dwayne was thinking it was gonna go down a lot and it's still me, it's still me because he's doing that, his down a lot thing is from the daily. Um, and I was thinking if it breaks above here, we have a woo spot above this level right here. 
all right? And we've got 50% through the WooSwap. The WooSwap's all the way up to 4607. And we got 50% of the way through the WooSwap, and then it pulled back to the 50% mark um, of the prior swing and the prior candle. And then it went back up right to that mark again, pulled back right to that mark again. You see how the MA1 held right here pretty much to the tick? And then it pushed it back up. So this is the push back up into the Wu area. Now I expect it's going to get, for those of you who don't know, the Wu area is the window of opportunity. Um, I expect that it's going to continue up to 4607. That's what I was looking for. Um, <clears throat> now this line here was drawn last week. And the reason this line was drawn was this cross right here. Okay, that's why that line was drawn. So that line could come into play right here. I mean, we've had a lot of other crosses since then, but that one's never been hit again. So that could come into play here. Um, anyway, that's the big picture, okay? So we're just entering back into the woo area that should go up to 4607, all right? So what that did was present a ton of opportunity today on the ES. Now we started out, as soon as I sat down, I put this trade on and I got eight ticks profit. That was the goal for the day right there. As soon as I sat down, I, I wrote down a minute, but it was less than a minute. And I actually got the crude at the same time. I got 10 ticks at crude, on crude at the same time, but this one was first, so I only took, I took credit for that one. Then it, it whipped around and it started going down just as fast. I missed that one. I grabbed this one, but you see how far it went into profit. I had at least another eight ticks in there and it pulled back up. I didn't have time and I ended up only getting a break even on that. Then it did it again over here. Um, there was an opportunity to short right here that I missed, another one right here that I missed. And this one that I got, it went all the way down here and I only, get, I only managed to get a couple of ticks out of that. I went from, well, somewhere in here, I went from eight to 15. Um, yeah, I, I think it might've been before this one that I went from eight to 15. Um, but anyway, I had a break even there, a break even there, and I was thinking it was going to get up in here. Um, this one, we went from 15 to 23. So we had a eight tick trade. Now I had a bunch of eight tick trades today, but there was that one eight tick trade there. And this was not a bounce off the BBC because the cycle was the wrong color. And it wasn't a momentum short because you're on the MA1 and you had unbroken dynamic support. So I waited and then we got this one over here. And we went from 23 up to 31. We had another eight tick trade. And then we had this one, we went from 31 to 36. So that was a 15 tick trade. And then um, there were a couple of trades in here that I missed. You know, it got into all this garbage right here as we're getting toward the top of the hour. Now we haven't even gotten to 10 o'clock yet. And I'm at 36 ticks on the ES. Um, there was a short right through here, another short right through here. I missed both of them. I got the break even right here, but there was a long right here. I was expecting it to get there. Then I was expecting it to get here. You can see it got to both of those. Um, it went sideways some more and I, we, I don't know what we were doing at that point. It was right at the top of the hour. We didn't have any news at all today, um, but we stayed out of it. I think what it was doing was it was pulling back just enough to disqualify the trade on pretty much all of these. And it was doing it on the other side too when it started going up pulling back just enough to disqualify the trade. But finally, when we got into another trade, we missed one here and we grabbed this one, went from 36 to 42. 
So that was 6.6. Six. Then I was looking at this area right in here, and it stayed in that area for a while. This was just enough to, to disqualify the trades again. That was on the short side this time. Um, and it had all that garbage in there for a while. And so I didn't do anything all through here until right here. Um, there was a shorting opportunity right here. I ended up taking a break even. So at this point, I believe we were at 42. And I picked up eight there to get me to 50, then 12 there to get me to 62, then four there to get me to 66. Then we had a break even right there. It doesn't look like I gained any more during the session. I'm just looking to see if there was any more to be gained. Um, there was one trade right here that I didn't take that would have given a little profit. And that was really it. Now, at the end of the session, I must have given my thought about where it would go. But I didn't write anything down, it looks like. Um, okay, so during the break, there was a lot of chop. And there were a couple of nice opportunities. There's one right here. This would have been a really nice opportunity right here. And we got up to this weekly trading zone at 4592. All right, well, it just did that while I was talking. <laughs> got up to this weekly trading zone at 4592. Now I was looking for that a couple of times in the trades that I had that I had before that were way back here. There was an opportunity that I I know I was saying, I think it's gonna go from here. It might go from here right up to the weekly trading zone. I know there was at one point I was saying that. Um might have been in this one right here where I got long. And I said, this one might go right up to the weekly trading zone because we had this big leg right before it. And I was thinking we might have another big leg, but it didn't happen. Um, what did happen is we did get to the weekly trading zone and now we have to get through it to get to the ultimate target of my woo area, which is right up here. Okay, so tomorrow we can look at this. And um, we'll see how long it took us to get there, because I'm pretty sure it's going to. Okay, I'll make it just some different color there. Oops, and I want to make it a ray. Um, Okay, so that's what happened this morning. We ended up with plus 66 on the ES. Now, put this over here. If you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosure just down at the bottom. Again, today is the sixth day of December, 2021. Made 52 in crude, we lost one in gold, and made 66 on the ES. Put us at plus $1,335 a contract on the morning session. Today, it took one minute and one trade to get to the goal for the day. That point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 30 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $4,320 a contract. That's over four trading days, averaging $1,080 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year, we've gotten our goal on 230 out of 233 days, and that puts us at $136,395 on the year. Over 233 days, averaging $585 per contract per two-hour trading day. Just want to make sure that that number is calculating right. Let's just add something somewhere to make sure that that's coming out right. 
It's in a big number. 585.39. So if I had a big number right here, that should change all the numbers. 585.39. Yeah, okay, it is. Just wanted to make sure. Okay, I wanted to make sure it was updating. So, um, yeah, if you were to quit trading when you got your goal for the day and you added one contract per month, on the year you would have only worked 61.5 hours, five, seven hours, and you would have averaged $2,870 per hour. All right, so if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, put in your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us Biggest Training Channel, so we can tell it on training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent to confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you gotta do that. And there it is. With that, I can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. I'm ready. Recap of the Excellent. recap. Uh, today it took one minute and one trade to get to $100 a contract. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Uh, for those of you that may have missed the open of the show so far this week with the Logic 247, uh, we've issued a total of 17 alerts. One never triggered. We're still waiting on the outcome of two. We had 14 actionable alerts. So far, nothing has been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure and a simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, last week, here's how we ended up last week on Logic 247. We issued a total of 74 alerts the entire week, 13 never triggered. We had 61 actionable alerts, of which 5 or 8% would have been stopped out based on that $300 risk profile that I just mentioned. Now, that is a much better than normal week over the last now 175 weeks. And what's the last alert number issued? 175 weeks, 9,070 alerts, 9,070 individual alerts. What we've experienced is 20% on average do get stopped out based on that $300 risk profile. It also teaches us that even though we don't know the future, we do know what the next high probability move in the markets is. However, 20% of the time, the market does not do the next high probability thing. And that's based on 175 weeks and over 9,000 individual trades. Uh, last night we had some gap fills. We had gap fill on the ES. We had gap fill on the Dow. We had a gap fill on the Russell. We had a short on the NQ. We had a gap fill on crude. We had a long hedge on the S&P. We had a long hedge on the Dow. We had a long hedge on the Russell, long hedge on the NQ. We had a long hedge on crude oil, no trigger on silver. 
And then this morning we had a long on the S&P. We had a long on the Dow. We had a long on the NQ. Still waiting on crude, still waiting on gold. And we had a short on silver. So that brings you all up to date on Logic 247. And I'll drag up the concierge trade alerts one more time as we head off to the charts. Okay, if you want to grab a screenshot, you can. Now, this format is different. It's not around the clock 24-7. This report is published shortly after the Globex open. When this report is published, make note of the price of the markets you trade at the time the report comes out so that you know if price is trending up or down and whether you should be looking for long opportunities or short opportunities. So we'll start out with a daily chart of the S&P as we do. Okay, I've already refreshed my chart, but if you leave your charts running all the time, as some of us do, this is what you need to do is you need to refresh that daily. Just go to some other time frame, come back to the daily. Okay, so this morning we were talking about what price needed to do. It needed to overcome resistance at the step line. It did it. Then it needed to overcome resistance at red and falling. It did it. Now the next obstacle is going to be Friday's high, which is, come on, talk to me. Here, let's try that again. 46.06 and a half was Friday's high. And then the daily BBC is at 46.14. So next resistance right here, 46.06 and a half. The next resist resistance, 46.14. Now, the pullback to the BBC holds more often than it doesn't on every market, on every time frame. And so if price can take out Friday's high, and touch 46.14, I anticipate another leg to the downside. However, if buyers remain committed to their positions and push through the daily BBC, then looking left, okay, we've got a swing high right here at 46.50. And then we got a double top right here at 46.66. Then we've got this high at 47.16. And that would then take us to the all-time historic high in the S&P 500 E-mini futures. So I've told you where resistance is overhead from the daily perspective. Support is, of course, the low of the session then the 50% Feb retracement, and then the lower Friday, okay? So next resistance for the S&P is the high of Friday. And if we take out today's low and the 50% Feb, then support is the lower Friday. If we break Friday's low, uh, then I look for a move down to the 62% Feb retracement, which is at 44 43 okay so today's low so far 45.31 half if that breaks then we'll be looking for opportunities from a larger time frame perspective 
to start getting short the market. And so that's the date you should always start whatever you're trading, whatever market, whenever you sit down to trade. You don't have to spend a lot of time studying the daily chart. Just see where price is on the daily of the market you're trading so that you can identify major resistance, major support. Institutional traders, deep pockets, hedge fund managers, they watch daily, weekly, monthly charts the same way we watch 30-minute charts and range charts and tick charts. Okay, That's why when price came down to the 38% FIB on the daily chart of the last leg up, we got a 100-point bounce. And then the next time down, price came through the 38 and found support at the 50. And from the 50, we bounced 60-something points. And then we came back down to the 50 and bounced again. And that bounce has brought us from 4,500 to 4,590. It's a 40-point bounce so far. Okay? With potential resistance here, here. And then we would need to break this 24% FIB extension and this bearish cross. That opens the window for us to trade up to the 30 to the 24% FIB extension. This is the 24% FIB retracement. This is the 24% FIB extension. And then this is the all-time historic high. Okay. With that said, we'll go to the charts. Okay, the 30-minute chart. The vertical line separates Friday from today, the Sunday-Monday session. Okay, these lines extending back into last week. Don't belong there. Because those numbers are for today's session. They were issued at 6.25 p.m. Eastern last night. Okay. So, no trigger on the short side for the S&P. Trigger on the long side came at 45.72. And from 45.72, we put in a high at... 45.87. That's 15 points of $50 a point. Then price got back below the trigger. Price got back below the trigger, triggered again, and took us up to a high currently of 45.94. So 94 minus 72. It's 22 points at $50 a point. That's $1,100 per contract traded. And this is what I mean. And the first time, you see, we got rejected. This is what I mean about once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. Okay. Now, this resistance right here, okay, I drew this last week, okay, I said, watch on Sunday night for potential resistance at the previous bearish cross. And there it was. There it was again. And then we finally broke through it on that candle right there. 
That's a really powerful tool to have in your trading toolbox, okay? When a bearish cross leads to an extended move, the first time price returns to the area of the bearish cross, expect resistance. So price really had to work it, pull back to the BBC and another try and a pull back to the BBC. We finally broke through that area, got rejected at the CTA, which sent us back to last week's zone. These are last week's zones. Now the zones come out Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published the zones since December 14th of 2009, and they have served us very well. Now our traders have an opportunity to get the new zones on the chart Monday morning before Wall Street even wakes up. But you don't throw out the old zones right away. Keep them on a notepad somewhere until it becomes evident that the new zones have kicked in and taken over. And to give you an idea of what I mean, we have a current weekly zone at 45.92 slash 45.93. Okay, that's the only this week zone on this chart. This is still last week's zone. See how price reached down? Now when price drops to a zone, we expect support. When price rises up to a zone, we expect resistance until proven otherwise. Okay. And so, now that we're at potential resistance here, if we get through the zone, the next area you should look for resistance is this swing high up at 46.05. If we make it through the zone, if the zone holds as resistance, then we look for a pullback initially to blue and climbing, if it gets below blue and climbing, dips back below the trigger, tags the BVC, and that would give us another beautiful long trigger on the upside. Okay, so we've got to be patient. We've got two candles, two 30-minute candles at the weekly trading zone so far, and no trigger on the short side. Okay, now remember the logic numbers are good for the entire session. Once triggered, as you can see here, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. Moving on to the Dow. No trigger on the short side, but on the long side. Clean that up. We triggered 34.865 and it took us right to the target at 35 because on Sunday night we're using the previous weekly zones. So from, let's see, 65, so that's 35, 20, so that's 55 points, $5 a point. It's $275 per contract traded, but look what happened. We got a slice. Only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most likely thing, what you'll see most of the time, is consolidation, like we're seeing on the ES right now. Second most likely is rejection. Rejection is when 
Price hits the zone, but when the 30-minute candle closes, the only thing left touching the zone is the wick. Price got rejected. The third and least likely thing to happen is called the slice. That's when price slices through a zone. Now, again, this is last week's zone, but price sliced through it like it wasn't even there. And when it ran out of steam, what did it do? It retraced right back to the zone it sliced through, and then it continued in the direction of the slice. That's the three things that can happen at a weekly trading zone. Okay. On to the Russell. No trigger on the short side. The long side, the trigger was 21.85, not 0.3. Okay. So the first trigger took us to 88 and a half. So that's three and a half points at $50 a point. Now, not all triggers are created equal. Price got back below the trigger, found support at the zone. It triggered, but it triggered in the face of red and falling. So the guideline says you want to pass on this one. You want the support of blue and climbing when you go long. And so we trigger here in the presence of blue and climbing and the initial run up took us to 21.97. So that's 12 points at $50 a point. That's $600 per contract traded. Then price got back below the trigger again, touched the BBC, found support, and from 21.85, we've now traveled up to 2200. That's 15 points. At $50 a point. Next is the NQ. The NQ, unlike the other indices, triggered on the short side, and it looks like it now wants to trigger on the long side. So we'll talk about what it did do, and we'll have to wait on what it might do. Okay, so this number was 15,655, not 0.75. Okay, so from 655, we dropped to 592. So that's 55 plus 7, that's 62 points. At $20 a point, that's $1,240 per contract traded. Then price, price got back above the trigger, found resistance at the zone. Remember on Sunday nights, we're using the previous weekly zones. And we triggered again, and we dropped to 634 so that's 20 points, $20 a point, $400 per contract traded. Now, what about this one? Remember, not all triggers are created equal. We would be getting short in the face of blue and climbing. So in a situation like this, the trigger is below blue and climbing. 
okay? So while the guidelines say you're better to pass on this, obviously it did produce uh, the biggest move from 655 all the way down to where we would expect to find support. Why? The chart tells you everything you need to know. Uh, from 655, we dropped to a low. From 50, 655 to 559. Is that about 100 points? Here. I better do the math. 655 minus 559. 655 minus 559. That's 96 points times $20 a point. That's $1,920 per contract traded. So even though it created a successful trade, okay, you need to, you got to make sure that you're, you know, if, if blue and climbing's in the picture, you got to make sure that you're getting short below blue and climbing, okay? You got to make sure that that potential support is broken. So it's not a trade I would recommend you take, but if you did, the results were good and you knew where to expect support right off of Friday's low. And we look like we're making a run at the long CTA, which is at 15,825. Now, tomorrow I will have this week's zones on the chart when we do the show. Crude oil. Crude oil has had a pretty quiet session. All things considered, no trigger on the long side or the short side. Hey, we want to see price take out this swing high. And I really should have, honestly, I should have put this trigger at 69.60. Oh, no, I know what I did. I made for 20 points, which is $200 per contract traded from 69.40 to this high. at okay i thought that was 69.60 no it's 69.45 okay well it's published it stands since it hasn't gotten there yet i would recommend that you not get long until about 69.60 but once i publish something it stands okay so here's where the market opened we had a gap higher open we had a leg, we had a retracement back to the VVC, the pullback holds more often than it doesn't. Leg and a retracement, a leg and a retracement. This was a deep retracement. We spiked the BBC, but ultimately it held and has now sent us up to where we are. About to challenge this resistance at 69.22, okay? That's important resistance. This is the high of Friday. 
okay so make sure you're above that and my suggestion is you even let it get above 69.60 and then let it rip okay all right moving on to gold we've covered the S&P the Dow the Russell the NQ so what the S&P do okay the S&P is overcoming the zone okay consolidated for a bit it's not a done deal by any means uh, and we have potential resistance right at that swing high from Friday afternoon which is about 46.06 now 46.06 sounds familiar because we just looked at it high of Friday session 46.06 see how the multiple time frames work together the more the larger the time frame the more reliable the information that it gives you if we take out Friday's high and we hit that daily BBC that should be really good resistance if we rip through that daily BBC if buyers are that committed then boy the holiday rally is probably on at this point I still am looking for rejection here and another leg to the downside okay this was the last we only had a few bearish crosses on the daily chart this year here's one that happened back uh, like September 17th and then here's this one that happened December 2nd okay we bounced off the 50% Fib retracement twice already okay is that enough is that double bottom sufficient is that enough to take us back above the daily VBC all we got to do is be patient and find out okay we covered the S&P the Dow Dow still climbing Russell still climbing in queue just now triggering okay the trigger was 18.15.825. And the swing high so far is 28, just three points, $20 a point, 60 bucks per contract. So far, it's just getting started. So we'll see what happens. Now, crude oil. Oh, we already talked about crude, now we're on to gold okay no trigger on gold gold pulled back to the weekly trading zone found support that's what we expect until proven otherwise that support sent us back above the VVC see we had a bearish cross once we get the bearish cross we expect price to travel down to the zone price is always trying to get to a weekly zone does it always get there no not always see here price was trying to get to the zone below but it didn't quite make it here above the BVC price is trying to get to the zone above it made it okay over here bearish cross prices below the BVC price made it to the zone price is always trying to get to a zone if price is above the 30-minute BVC it's trying to get to the zone overhead if price is below the 30-minute BVC it's trying to get to the zone below okay that's our guiding light 
all 9,000 whatever it was alerts that have been issued in the Logic 247 channel over the last 175 weeks are all trend trades as defined by the 30-minute chart and the BBC. In other words, if it's a long logic alert, that means price is above the BBC on the 30-minute chart. If it's a short logic alert, that means price on the 30-minute chart is below the BBC. Okay, so no triggers yet there. And our last market is silver. No trigger on the long side, but we did get a trigger on the short side. Now, when the price of silver changes by a dollar, if you're trading futures, that's worth five grand. Okay. Now, a dollar has a hundred pennies in it. Okay. The short CTA was 22.32. We dropped to 22.29. So, from 32 to 29, that's three pennies. Okay, remember, 100 pennies. 100 pennies is five grand. 50 pennies is $2,500. Follow me? Okay, so we get back above the trigger, and then we get another beautiful trigger here, uh, but we got the issue of blue and sideways and so guidelines say we don't want to trade this short until we at least get below the bbc and in this case get below that swing low and if you traded it that way you see red and falling came into the picture there was certainly a tradable event there but right now we're below the bbc so we can go short but we're we'd be shorting right into blue and climbing, which represents support. So we don't want to do that. And that brings us all the way back around to the daily chart, where we're inching ever closer to Friday's high at 4506, 46.06. If we get above 46.06 and hold, then your next resistance is a 46.15. If we get above 46.15 and hold a pullback, then we're looking at this high, these highs, and these highs as your resistance. That's the high elevation view. Of course, you're gonna have your smaller time frame, whether you use the four tick range to execute on, or a five minute chart, or the 1597 tick, whatever, whatever you choose, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever suits the market that you're trading. And so with that, we'll go now to our good word for the day. We started talking Friday about thoughts on giving. Of course, it is the holidays, Christmas, Lots of boxes and bows and packages. And Amazon trucks pulling up at your door. Friday was part one. Let's move on to part two. Romans 12.8. If it is to encourage, 
then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The Bible tells us that we have different gifts. If a man's gift is contributing to the needs of others, then let him give generously. Every believer receives grace for giving, but some of us have the gift of giving itself. Who are these people? Well, these are the people who also have a gift of making money. Ministry costs money. You can't help the poor and the needy if you're broke. Ministry costs money. Yes, you can still give of your time, and that's important. It's imp I don't want anyone to think that you can't be a giver just because you don't have money in your bank account. You can give of your time. You can pray for people. You can perform services. You can do all kinds of things. You can give with a generous and cheerful heart and not have a dime in your pocket. But the person who has the gift of giving typically is someone who has been successful in the business world and has money to give. You know those kind of people. Everything they're involved in just seems to work out. It's sometimes called the golden touch. They know how to make wise investments and recognize a good deal when it shows up. Indeed, good deals are drawn to them like iron to a magnet. They know how to get the best return on their money. If you're one of these people, you must realize that your ability to accumulate wealth is actually a gift from God. Deuteronomy 8.18 makes it very clear. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. God also says in Isaiah 48.17, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. But don't ever let prosperity lead you into pride. You're not wealthy because of your ability to wheel and deal, but because God has blessed you with the gift of giving. And he's done it for a reason, not just so that you can be blessed, but so that you can be a blessing to others. In Genesis 12:2, God told Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. That means when God taps you on the shoulder and tells you to make a gift, whether it's money or time or whatever it might be, don't argue with him. Just say, how much? You say, why should I do that? Because you don't want to value his gifts more than him as the giver. And that's our good word for the day. If you do not yet have your CFRN passport, which is our lifetime, unlimited, all-excess pass 
to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and everything we plan to do, and we got a lot cooking on the horizon. Go to eminifuturestrading.com. Get your passport today. If you're a partner who never upgraded to the passport, now's a great time to do it. Valerie has a very special offer for you if you would like to become a full-fledged passport holder. Remember, that's lifetime access to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and everything we do in the future. It's everything a trader needs, all under one roof, at one low price. You're either gonna be the nine out of 10 or the one out of 10. Most people, nine out of 10, failed simply because they don't have a teacher. And that's what we provide you every trading day for two hours, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern is a living, breathing teacher putting on, taking off trades right in front of you, explaining every move he makes, every trade he takes, and the rule that backs it up. It's a mechanical method. There's a rule for everything. You must learn the mechanical method before I can attempt to teach you the discretionary method. Along with having an actual living, breathing teacher who you can watch and learn from and ask questions as he's trading, you also have access to unlimited one-on-one -on -one private mentoring. You will learn our proprietary methodology, which works well not only on futures, but also on stocks, all markets, all time frames. As a passport holder, you'll own our NE-mini indicator set for life. You'll receive the Logic 247 alerts around the clock, the CTA alerts, all that, and much more. It is a lifetime passport. It never expires, and you'll never have to pay us another dime. The journey begins at eminifuturestrading.com. If you're a partner who never did the upgrade, call Valerie for that special offer at 949-42-E-MINI or send an email to support at cfrn.net. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 
866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. 